Hello and welcome to We're Listening, the podcast all about Frasier. I'm Will. I'm Kay. And this week we're looking at Season 4, Episode 13, Four for the Seesaw, in which Frasier and Niles escape to a secluded cabin with two new love interests until bedroom anxiety brings about their downfall. Key, I want you to describe your ideal kitchen to me. I tell you what, mate. Back in the day, right? here we go. Here we go. Home base, I think it was. Yes. You, you go in and they'd have model kitchens. I love them. Oh, I used to spend so many Saturday afternoons oh, just wandering I around home that. base. And we're like, <laughs> oh, you'd have the countertops, but they were like heated. Yes. So this, I was, oh, this is so lovely and warm. Just to put you your know. hands on when you're cold. You Honestly, know. there'd be people wandering around, and me and my brother just stood there with our hands <laughs> on the surface. Like, what is good to do it? Um, you have like little the drawers where you push it in and then they spring out like the German engineering Ooh, drawers. Or those oven doors that come out and they slide into the housing. Oh, how cool are they? Very cool. Very like, useful in a flat. I think I would love, and I don't know if I love the idea of it more mm. than um, actually having one because I'm told by someone who has one and I'm not posh enough to have one that they're actually quite annoying. But um, an Arga cooker. Oh, yeah. They look yeah. gorgeous, don't they? They do look gorgeous, don't they? So Someone nice. told me that actually they're actually quite inconvenient and difficult, but... Makes sense, because they're a bit of a relic. But, yeah. I mean, you get new ones. But um, what about, like, worktops? Are you a kind of granite-type guy? Are you a wood-type guy? Are you a marble-type guy? What kind of finish I, do you want to see on your I kitchen I can say worktops? I'm certainly not wood. Really? Not, not okay. In a, not in a kitchen. Mm. I, I think possibly a granite, mate. Really? Not even like it was like a, a lovely piece of oak. Lovely piece of oak. I just not, think not like cheap MDF, you know. Nice <laughs> room, but but that not be like annoying. Well, when you've got, you know, you've you got flour, you're baking. Mm. I just feel like that'd be a bit more annoying than like a granite finish. Granite and marble and stuff like cleaning them. I mean, what yeah. a dream. Oh, no, what, there's no grain. Nothing's getting into them. Um, I tell you what, it's all about the shape of a kitchen because so many kitchens. I don't want a kitchen when you've got something on either side and it's narrow. Mm, I want a nice, open, like a galley kitchen. I want a nice open kitchen. Am I? Do you like islands? I'm not against an island, mm. but it's what no about a peninsula. Well, there's <laughs> when no it's a, <laughs> when it's attached. <laughs> well. I'm just obviously that episode of The Simpsons where they're watching it. And it's like <laughs> island getaway, and they go. They've been lying to you. This is actually a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to get the boat and leave where you can walk. <laughs> um, no, um, I'm not against islands, mm. but your your kitchen has to be big enough for an island. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Don't when I was, one in there. When the I was second. looking at houses, there was some, but they put an island in, and you were like, well, this is just cramped. No, yeah. it's, there wasn't enough space for this island. It looked People up. go mad for them. They lose all vision. Yeah. You know, but so. no, I'm oh, I'd love a good kitchen, mate. Honestly, I, I don't I don't think listeners expect me to be quite as enthusiastic as I have been, but <laughs> they I, did I, I <laughs> honestly, but I mean I get it. I'm a big fan of kitchens, the vibe, you know, the home feel in the kitchen, Beth and 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 is it Laura? Um yeah. they're both both onto something, I think, with that. But yeah, listeners, tell us about your ideal kitchens from worktops to ceramic tile backsplashes. Um, but Shall we tuck ourselves into Trivia Corner this week, Kay? Yeah, let's do it, mate. Excellent. So we have been sent the usual questions by our little cadre, um, helmed by Cam Winston and Corey. So let me begin for you this week, Kay, with Cam Winston. When all four of them are looking out of the cabin into the woods, we have a behind shot of the view. How many panes of glass make up the window? Ooh. Do we? I know the answer. I think it's um, 
I think it's eight. But oh my god, it is! How did, how did you know the answer to that? Well, what, you said you have a behind shot, but don't we see it in front and behind? Yeah, but I don't think you see the p- panes of glass from the front shot, do you, Maybe. Do. do you? Is it through I'm... the window? Yeah, because that's the visual I'm guessing, is that you see it from behind, but then it got, pans out to the front. Because like, it's really distinctive that there's four of them, and then there's four across, but it's two rows, so it's eight altogether. Oh, wow. Um, Maybe. this weird yeah. thing where the two girls are like, yeah, that's, um, that's our team model. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. I mean, what, what are they doing, man? <laughs> Mixed signals or what? Um Okay, Rob Blakey, freaking good stuff there. There are two acts and therefore two title cards in this episode. What are they? Bonus if you get them in the correct order. So the first is, it's either design or designs. It's designs. Designs. Miserable old cat. And the second, I said second really well. Second. Second. Um, Is, it's a pun on Louis Vuitton, isn't it? It's like, let's Vuitton... With it or Vuitton go it? Let's or, Vuitton yeah. with it. Yes, something yeah. is going very well here. My goodness, me. <laughs> Final from uh, Hamy, uh, Hamish, uh, Hamish, Hamy, ha- yes. Hamish, or Hamy, Hamish with his uh, <laughs> <on> question. <laughs> what makes Niles hum like a sub uh, zero freezer? Oh, this was actually, I need to write a fourth question. Um, oh, this was damn it. Mine. Um, it is, I think, just the, the mere mention. Of a double bold stainless steel sink with um is it like a, a drain board, I think, with a- an integral drain board, yeah. Well played. Okay, well played. Um, I want to get to that as well because aren't all freezers sub-zero? What's a sub-zero freezer? I'm not that, a very good one. It's I a bit of yeah, it's the a, ones it's, that are above zero. Uh, 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 yeah, uh, above zero freezers. It's just a bit of a, a tautology, I think. Um, trivia from Sydney Aspasket. Megan Mullally, um, that might not be how you pronounce her name, appears in this episode as Beth Armstrong. But what other sitcom role is she most famous for? So this bugs me all the way through because she's got really, I think, quite a distinctive voice. She has. It's quite infantile. Um, and all the way through, it was really bugging me. Um, and I think, but I've never seen, I, I didn't watch the show, so I don't know her character's name, but I think she was in Will and Grace. Yes, she was. I'm um, assuming she was Grace. No, she plays, I think, Karen <laughs> Walker. Um, I'm not sure who she is in relation, but she's around the apartment a lot. Okay. I know her from Parks and Rec because she plays um, one of Ron Swanson's ex-wives, um, Tammy Wan. He has like a running, his backstory is, he he he's has he's had relationships with women that are called Tammy more than once, and they're all psychos, but they get more psychopathic. And she's Tammy Wan, and she's a psycho, but she's like not as bad as the even she's scared of Tammy too. So oh, no. um, it's quite funny. Um, finally, for this section key trivia from Run for Your Life, what is significant about the scene when Martin is reading to Daphne? Well, isn't it? He's is he reading? Is it the Rose and the Rapier? Which is yes. A book we've heard before. It is. It's um, by Deirdre Savage. Can you remember what episode she was mentioned in? <coughs> who just like kept coming up and like flirting with Martin. Yes. And oh, oh, is it the one when they get stuck in the lift or like the not the proper lift, the service lift, and like all those stuffs in it, and they, he's got the nipples and. That's exactly what it is. All it's the nipples. Adventures of Bad Boy and Dirty Girl. Was um, it Sauvage? Pierre Sauvage or something like that? Or De- Deirdre Sauvage. Um, what was her character's name? The one with the, the nipples out? It was like... Oh. Maybe, was it not Deirdre Sauvage? Well, she was, no, no, I mean her, the character from oh. her book. Who, um, oh, I can't remember. It was like a sort of 
fiery European name. It wasn't fiery a Clyde. Mexican Clyde. It wasn't Clyde. All I'm hearing is, I'd really like if you did something about that musk oil. <laughs> <laughs> um, but key, that is a ridiculous five out of five to start oh, things off today. So you. let's bring thank the you. let's bring everything down back to ground with your questions <laughs> for me. One of these questions I'm going to have to write while we're doing it. My Don't worry, one... if you if you can only ask two, that's fine. It spares oh, my... my blushes. Um, okay, so question number one. We see, I think, three um, cameos in this uh, this episode. Um, what are the full names of each of their characters? As in Beth Armstrong. Yes. Laura. Oh, I've seen this episode so many times. He he would he said he must say it when he introduces them to Martin. Um, this is Beth Armstrong and Laura. Oh my god. Can you give me the initial? Um P. Laura. Hmm. Oh my god, no. Think I- geography. Laura Paraguay. <laughs> oh well, you're so close. No, Laura Paris. Laura Paris. Wow, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have guessed that. No. And can you get the third? <laughs> uh, oh my god, there's another one. Yeah, right at the very start of the episode, we see someone. Oh, um, oh, it's the Doctor, man. Yes. Doctor. Oh my god, I made a note of this last night, and I can't remember. He's got a really kind of strange first name. It's um, it's not, not a posh. Name. It, it's Morris. Yes, I was gonna say. I was gonna say it's an I, well, Irish is what I would say. Morris, and then is Morris. it Clayman? Morris Clayman. Yeah. yeah, man. Thank God for that. Okay, <sighs> what? Um, I can't remember if, off the top of it, if it was a film or a play, but they've just gone to see something when they bring them the girls back to the apartment. What is it? Is it the man who came to dinner? Yes, it's about this really annoying guy. Comedy, because it lives in the ruins of lives. Comedy, I used to fix it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, is that well, all I'm of yours? Gonna, well, I'm just going to try and get a third one very, very quickly. Um, oh, okay, but I'm not sure how well it will go. Um, oh, okay. Okay, you got one. I don't actually know the answer yet, but I've just thought it was one I was going to ask. Let's go. Before they go to the cabin, hmm. what were each of the couples going to do? Um, Laura is going to the symphony with Frasier. Yes, I one. Yes, I think that's right. One of them definitely was going to the symphony. Yeah. And Beth and Nas are going to an art opening. That sounds correct, to me. Yeah, yes. baby. Thank you. Okay. I should say, in terms of art openings, I don't know if you would be interested, but in anyone who is in around the Birmingham area, mm. I'm told that up until at the end of March, Millennium Point have got the Gaia exhibition, um, which oh, is. Wow. From what I understand of it, I think it's just like a big, like they've done this huge, like earth as it appears from the moon. Um, wow. It's free entry. Um, and yeah, if you want to go see the earth, apparently it's meant to look quite cool. Um, so I'm very interested, Kay. Yeah. There um, we go. Thank you for the shout out there. <laughs> um, okay. A few more questions here from Mischief Night for you uh, this week here to bring things to a close. Yeah. What are the two flu strains that this year's shot will protect against? Oh, okay. I think one is definitely Singaporean. Yes, it is. And the and next one... one... Oh, sorry, you go. No, 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 you go. I want to hear what you say. Yeah. Is the other one Laura Paraguay? Laura Paraguay. <laughs> it is South American. Oh, um, um... I think, yeah. Oh. Is it Guatemala? 
It is, but you, did you hear how he pronounces it? It says Gu- Guatemalan. Guatemalan. Guatemalan, like not Guatemalan. Um, really odd, and I'm fairly confident someone in listener mail brings that point um, up. So, yeah, we'll get, to gonna, we'll, we'll get to it when, when we do the review. But um, yeah, people talking about flu season in in Fraser's combining, getting those jabs. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love this question because I've made a note about this in the review. A later episode has a more classic Fraser line about heading to the wilderness. We leave at daybreak. What is this line's? What is that line's counterpart? In this episode, he says something of a very, very similar ilk in this episode. When they decide, I'm giving you a lot of clues here. When they decide they're going to the cabin. Is it like when he's like, oh, we ride the high country or something? That's like exactly that. what it is. We yeah. ride like, tomorrow or the weekend, we ride the high country. I just yeah. love that. I don't know what it is about that. I love that. Um, Card Key, you're doing well here. <laughs> What two different items appear as motifs on Laura's sweater at the cabin? Note, one of the items does repeat, but they are two distinctly different items. It was going so well. Item, you know, just symbol, thing, you know, something is represented, you know. Trying to think of something like coal, maybe like a snowflake and... Uh, maybe a bauble or something like that. God, you're so close. It's a pine tree. Famously, not like snowflakes. They're, they're cold, <laughs> they're Christmassy. That's how you go. And a skier. So oh, snow, skier. both yeah. wintery. We are um, in the Winter Olympics now. We are. I don't know if um, you've seen any of the curling, but thrilling. I stuff. haven't. I haven't. Um, I, I, do you remember that? All I think it's at like the Winter Olympics. I always think about that amazing bowl shot that everyone talked about, you know, the curved, that guy when he curved the bowl around all of the group. Do you remember that? Like the Mate, best. They, they don't do but they do curling at the Winter Olympics. No, I bowls. know, but like that just reminds me of, of the bowl <laughs> shot. Do you remember the other one about? No, you've not seen that. It was like it went viral. It's like the most most impressive skilled shot I've ever seen in a sport. Well, I mean, you've clearly not seen Bruce and Jen going because they've been very good. <laughs> Honestly, unbelievable. <laughs> anyway, um, final question key this week. Trivia from Noel Crane. The title from the show is related to what play? Does Kino when it made its Broadway debut? And how many performances were in that first run? Um, I'm going to be honest. That's an extraordinarily hard question, but maybe, maybe you know what play this is related to. Can you take a guess? Um, <laughs> There's no way on earth you're going to know how many. <laughs> I mean, the episode title is four for the seesaw. Yes, it is. Work I'm, with that. I'm going to say the play was called like four for the seesaw. <laughs> <laughs> it was two for the seesaw. Two. Oh, that makes a lot more sense. Two um, for the seesaw. When it opened, I'm going to say the 15th of February, 1972. Okay, it's the 16th of January, <laughs> <laughs> 1958. Um, and in terms of shows, yeah, how I many in its first run? Well, no, no, not first run. I think in, in its. Oh, yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah, yeah. How many performances in that first year? In the first year, I think so. Yeah, four hundred and twelve, seven fifty. Oh god! But it's by William Gibson, and without doing a quick Google, I don't know if that's the same William Gibson who gave us the term cyberspace and wrote Neuromancer. Um, I wrote kind of like those tech dystopias um, that were very influential. So, could... my, my immediate thought was, oh, is that Mel's dad? So the guy invented the guitar Um, But yeah, thank you everyone for the trivia this week Some uh, cracking stuff there And Key, you just, as always, ran away 
Ran away with a trophy, as you usually do. Um, animation watch key this week, please. I think the lights are coming on well. Yeah, very classic. I like this very one. This is, this is better than the balloons. It's better than none. It's, uh, it's up there. Um, <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. Um, Fraser actually sounds like he has a cold to me at this point when he's kind of talking about flu season. And there's a few episodes where I've, I've noted that it sounds like Kelsey's voice, he has a cold. And I wonder if they've written the flu thing around that or whether it's a complete coincidence and I'm just hearing it because they're in the context of a, of a flu thing. But there is a kind of raspiness that sounds like he's got a cold. Um, honest, it, I didn't notice it, but it I can't, It couldn't have been that. Go yeah. back and listen. Are you afraid of needles, Key? How are you with needles? <clears throat> I'm fine with needles, to be honest. Really? I um when I had my um appendix out, yes, I that live grenade. Remember once them putting like a needle into me, and she didn't do a great job. You're particularly oh, squeamish. You may not want to listen to this. No. Um, but like it got caught between because it was like in my wrist. It like got caught between the bones. Oh my god! I swear I could feel it scraping the bone. But oh my god! I was in that much pain from my appendix that it didn't bother me at all. And ever since then, I've been absolutely fine with needles. Oh, what did it mean? What did it feel like? The appendix pain, literally, just like a knife stab point in your side, like a, a kind of stab wound. Yeah, it's a bit, I felt awful, and then it was like it was coming, like genuine, like really pain. And when it like burst because I was in hospital when it burst apparently I don't really remember you feel it, it literally go like Psh! no I just <laughs> <literally> went, <laughs> uh, apparently according to my mum I just screamed um so yeah I how old remember. were you about 11 12 yeah I'd have been like about 12 13 was it year 7 year 8 was it yeah, I think so yeah about year 8 oh, my God. Um, and I, what really annoyed me is I was on the kids ward and I was like I'm too old to be here oh <laughs> you kids God. haven't seen the things I've seen <laughs> <laughs> I've seen things you kids wouldn't believe <laughs> um, but yeah no I'm, I'm the same with needles so I haven't had any traumatic experiences like you have that might have hardened my uh, resolve yeah. but yeah, I'm pretty. I mean, I had a blood what, test. What's awful now, is like, whenever anyone is giving me a jab now, I'm telling them this story. Like, Don't worry if you get it wrong, because I'll tell you one time. <laughs> if that baby slips between two bones, I'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like Martin, you know, you haven't seen a bullet. You want to see a bullet wound? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> when you were shattered by an assassin's bullet. Um, so we're at KCL, obviously about to get the flu shot. Mar- uh, Martin and Daphne are there because they're also getting theirs. But Martin wants to leave because Duke pouts if he's not there on time and yeah. he eats all the Brazil nuts because he knows he I knows like they're my favourite. <laughs> um, it's just nice that he's still friends with Duke, you know, that they drink at McGinty's um, after, obviously, we lost we lost Duke's pub. Um, in comes Morris Clayman. Morris um, His last patient was a bleeder. I was just about to say, what, <laughs> what a delivery. Do you think he means from a for an injection or do you think he was doing some other procedure entirely? And oh, I think just from an injection. I think it, I, I just sort of assumed like from a flu jab. And As in he, he hits a vein. Yeah. I mean, you, you hit a vein any, normally anyway, not with a vaccine, yeah. but you do like a blood test, obviously. Um, but yeah, that's green. Um, yeah. You know what a way to do it in himself. such a sensual way, doesn't he? It? Does yeah. he just like, there's a charisma there? You know, um, Ross is being very open here, is the most diplomatic way I can say it. Um, sometimes she's quite measured and controlled and reserved. Here, she's she's just fully, you know, when, when, they're, when they're at Novosin a bit, he's like, When did you two even get out of my sight? It's like, Oh, you, you passed out for 30 seconds, like, she's being very, you know. Yeah, forward well, here. He's a doctor, honey. Okay, a doctor, just yeah, like he's, you. Will. And he's no, not like that. <laughs> and he's got his injection. You know, there's a lot going on here, a lot of Freudian interpretations. But um, 
did you find this i found this quite weird listening them talk about flu and flu shots mm. in the current times yeah um just remember when flu was the worst of your troubles i do and but i mean touch wood i've never had the flu i don't think i've ever had flu no, because um, it's a very specific thing, isn't it? Like you're mostly just bedridden. Like, you know, a lot of people like to say they've got it when they clearly don't. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I'm like that, but I've got a cold. I'm like, yeah, I've got the flow. You got <laughs> the flow. Yeah, just stay away from me, um, Shan. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. it's um, rough if you get it. But um, no, I don't think I've ever had it. I've never also, I've never had a flu shot either. Mm. I think I'm not old enough. I, I haven't actually. No, no, neither have I. I just, you know, I just take it as it comes and uh, I hope yeah. I don't get it got this pure natural immune system baby <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> uh, it's surprising to me that Fraser's scared of needles i don't know why this obviously is the first time we learned this I, I wondered this i wondered have we seen any other stage and have an injection that maybe contradicts this um i can't think off the top of my head a previous time he's had a, a needle but it is surprising that Fraser, for who he is and you know he's possibly like his ethos towards health and things like that that he is scared of needles mm. yeah and you know it's a bit like niles is faints at the sight of blood but he got through medical school you know things like this just don't quite scan with how we see the the characters um fraser obviously trying to figure out where the strain of flu has come from to stall um a tainted walk, <laughs> a tainted walk. <laughs> a tainted walk. then we have guatemalan uh, instead of guatemalan um just really i just don't know what's going on with morris here um but ultimately fraser gets his jab he screams and it cuts to Ross and there we go. Hopefully our boy isn't going to get the flu anytime soon. Um, Nervosa in the next scene, Key, mm. absolutely rammed. Yeah. So busy. Don't you just prefer when it's like that though? It feels like an actual place. I mean, that's, so... that's my experience of every coffee shop in Birmingham. It feels so much cosier as well. Oh, it does. When you've got people in there and all that. That said, I do think it's incredibly weird that they just go up and ask people if they can sit at their table. Because if I was in a shop, like if I was in like a little calf or something like that, oh, there's no seats, but that old lady's got no one next to her. I'm just going to go and sit. I, I wouldn't do that. Mm. I'd, um, I'd just sort of walk up, do a U-turn and walk back out again. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm with you on that. Um, just put out of the 90s, is it a different time? You know, there's no social media. People aren't staring at their phones. Maybe it's like, you know, people actually look for some active conversation in this way. I don't know, but... I just, I don't know. Laura and Beth are both very attractive women. And, you know, not to disparage Frasier, but it's not like Brad Pitt's going over to their table. Exactly. So. I think they'd be annoyed. I'd be like, oh, they're hitting up. These guys are obviously going to yeah, hit on me. You know, but then Frasier's doing the whole, oh, I'm not like other men. You know, it's like, we're not your average bozos off the street. You know, well, maybe you are Frasier. They don't know yeah. that. Um, so, you know. It's one of those. But uh, he was just, you know, talking about tainted walks a minute ago. So maybe this guy is a bit weird. You don't want him at your table. Um, now we see Roz has got a date with Morris Clayman and she goes over to the table. I like the fact that she claims it before Niles can get there. Um, one of your from from till dusk do us part. Oh, um, such a good line, isn't it? So good. So good. Just shaming Roz as, as usual. Um, and obviously they're now going to sit with Laura and Beth. Um, this is where I made the note that yeah, it makes me hum like a sub-zero freezer. They think it's... The tautology. Is it's, it? it's a brilliant line, but they go way too far with this. And I oh, they do. If I was Laura and Beth, like, Ooh. Oh, yeah. 
downdraft cooktops and ceramic tile backsplashes. I'm like, oh, okay, this is actually a bit too much. For me. It's like, um, yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like someone saying, oh, yeah, you know, I'm a bookseller. Like, oh, Dickens. You know, it's like quoting from like David Copperfield. It's just like, and, that's and not what they like, want. Yeah, that's um, that's actually just my job. I don't really do it on, yeah. the, on the weekend. Um, yeah, this isn't this isn't mine. We're here for a coffee, you know. Yeah. Leave us the hell alone. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think, figure out where or what time of the day do you think it is? Is it a weekday and a morning? Because obviously Beth and Laura can have maybe dressed for work. Um, when do we? But Niles and Fraser are at work, and we know Fraser doesn't work in the morning. So I'm just trying I, to figure out. It's hard to say. I get like when you look at them without any other context of you know, what hours Frasier works and things like that. Yeah. I would say it's like a lunchtime and they've just popped out for a coffee at lunch. Yeah. Um, maybe they've just come from a big business meeting. They've just, they've just got some new ceramic tile backsplashes. Backsplashes. <laughs> had a big meeting about it and now they've gone and got the coffee. Mm. Um, I like that interpretation. But Frasier has also just finished work. So was he doing the morning shift? And it's it's difficult to say, isn't it? Yeah. It is, it is. Um, we have Beth now biting into a biscuit as suggestively as I think is, is possible for a human being to eat a biscuit. Um, yeah, Nars, Beth like, is very suggestive in this age. She, she is. This, but like, this is so funny because that's her whole vibe in Parks and Rec as well. And I can't, yeah. I can't speak for what her vibe is in Will and Grace, but maybe she's just a very, a character actor whose, whose characters are always very flirtatious and horny <laughs> basically <laughs> although um, one thing that would really bug me if i was dating Beth, um the thing that would really bug me is that she goes that's funny instead of laughing yes that really yes. bothers me yeah man like I, I did the joke so i get to those endorphins from people hearing people laugh you go that's funny doesn't do it for me. Okay? That's you, not a response, is it, to, to comedy? You need to laugh. I mean, imagine if you were doing a comedy stand-up and the audience just sat there and that's funny. It yeah, a giant collective voice. <laughs> exactly what I was about to say. Um, yeah. I, I mean, the way she says it to Niles, I think if I was Niles, I'd be like, man, this is hot. But, you know, that's not what's happening here. Also, sometimes you just want the laugh. Yeah, you, want the laugh you do too. want the laugh. But that yeah. said, she's sufficiently good looking that I would just like, oh, thank you. It was, uh, yeah, you know, I like my own material. <laughs> thank you, thank you very much. Um, I've got the coffee count from Steve this week. It's two because we're just obviously counting Nars and Frege and we don't actually see Ross drinking one, um, which I think brings us up to 123 for the total so far. Boys love uh, their caffeine. They do love their caffeine. Um, in fact, my, my next line is our boys move fast because we're already back at Elliott Bay now and they've had a full well, day together. One thing I was just going to say before we get that, I really yeah. love the little bit between Fraser and Nars. It's like, hold on. What if we're both interested in the same woman? And it's like, well, I'm interested in Beth. Great. Which one's Beth? <laughs> this one right here. I mean, I don't understand why they need to do this. I think it's quite clear from their chemistry and the way they sit. Like, it you know is I mean? quite clear. But I do love Nars' line of this one here. Oh, great. Oh, great. Um, like, he doesn't even say, you know, the one next to me or the one in red. It's this one here. Like, and if they're watching... Just see him looking, pointing at it. That one, that's mine. That's- Honestly. Um, well, they found the ones they were looking for and they had a great day. They're back at Elliott Bay. Um, we have the word objet used again. You know, I used this last last week in a trivia question you know, with the askew, askew. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, an objet here, an antique there. Um, when he's on about how he threw the apartment together. That makes um, so much more sense. When he said it, I heard aubergine. Aubergine. <laughs> an aubergine here and two <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, a, it's eclectic. Um, you, you could put an aubergine on the mantle, I think. Um, 
and then you know Martin's obviously introducing himself, and they talk about the play. And Frazier coming along like the good butler with four. It has to be said, massive stonking brandies. I mean, they're huge um, in these kind of lovely glasses. I'd love to love to try one of those. I think just the dude's got endless liquor. I know. But on a first like date, that. Is it coming on a bit strong to do such a big glass? Like, hey, you're regular, I'm, you're I'm trying to get you drunk. It's too much, go, of, too much of a nightcap, you know. Yeah. How, I mean, how are they going to get home? Taxi or... Exactly. You know, I mean, who knows? I feel like people don't drive a lot in Seattle. I mean, that's not true, but... Well, yeah, kind of big, major American cities. Know. I imagine yeah. it's like London, where no one really... Most people don't drive. They it's probably just... a lot of public transport use. Yeah. Um, I can't speak for Seattle, whether it's got good public transport or not. I mean, it's a problem in most cities these days. It's rare to find one that's actually pedestrianised in a good way, but I think we have a few listeners from there. They might be able to let us know. Um, Okay, Frasier now. Velvety texture, great body. I'm not. As in, I'm not talking about the the brand. That's outrageous. Uh, (laughs) That is just... um, It's a great line. It's the fact that she smiles at him, I'm going to be honest, if someone said that to me, I'd just be sat there going, so you think I've got great texture, do you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how's that work? Um, you know, honestly, I just think this is coming on very strong and it it's forward. Incredibly strong. Like, um, yeah, her line is very funny. Like, oh, I'm referring to, your taste is fabulous, I'm referring to branding. His is just... He just goes, right, let's, uh, she's just giving me a little bit of a, a little bit of a jocular little line there. Let me yeah. go full predator. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let's go from flirting to um yeah to shagadelic. <laughs> um honestly. But yeah, um Niles is abysmal toast now. Um I cringe very hard at this, you know, not knowing where that path wends. And maybe you should have left a trail of breadcrumbs where you're headed off down that <laughs> toast. Um, I mean, Fraser saves it ultimately, but um, yeah. I mean, are you a toast kind of guy, Key? Have you given many toasts in your life? Um, whenever I've actually been asked to do a toast um or to do a little speech, I just literally plagiarize the Simpsons mm. and just do the line. Um, if I could just say a few words. Then I'll be a better public speaker. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very that's much. That's nice. That's nice. I love that. And I did it once in my current bar. So I went, yeah, we need to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, then Frasier, of course, they, they agree to go to the cabin um, that Martin and Sherry can't use. Um, Sherry gets mentioned, you know, she's still banging around on that banjo in the background. That's a lot of bees. <laughs> um, here's another one. A, you know, your goddamn biscuit broke the blades. Um, Saturday morning, we ride the high country. I don't know why, but I just love that. As I said in the trivia corner, there's just a, there's an American romance to that line, I think. Um, you know, yeah, I want to ride the high country. What I'd say as well, I really love the fact that, um, that Niles has to be talked into it a little bit, that he's nervous... It's just very Niles, it, you know what I mean? But mm. The fact that, you know, Frazier is the gung-ho one. He's the one, you know, making these incredibly forward comments. Um, whereas Niles is the one who's still a bit awkward about the situation. You can see that he's not used to being single in the way that Frazier is. Mm. Um, and, you know, we can see it in his, his toast that just meanders and, and whines and bends. Um, and we can see it when, you know... The, being told isn't it everything you dreamed of for a beautiful woman to want to go away with you for the weekend and so it's um i think it's a really nice 
don't know why they bounce a juxtaposition in a sense between Frazier and Niles and that we see one is very much the ringleader and one has to be sort of talked into it a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the dynamic between them in this episode is, is so good. And we're getting that foreshadowing, aren't we, of Niles later in the scene. Um, mm. Yeah, it, it, definitely, it definitely makes sense that Niles is, is kind of skittish about this. Um, they arrive at the cabin. Love a cabin episode. Um, shout out to Anita Flores's I'm Listening podcast, because I think she has an episode on just cabin apps, um, which... I mean, I don't want to plagiarise at any point, but I'd freaking love to do our, our take on cabin episodes at some point. I mean, obviously, we have to get through them in order, so that will probably never happen. But um, I just love a cabin episode. I can't really think of one I don't like other than maybe Freudian sleep in season 11. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just how cosy is this place? You know, they're going to get the fire Lovely. going, the snow everywhere. Why do we ever find out, maybe I missed it, why Martin and Sherry can't go? No, it's just a very convenient, yeah, yeah. plot point. Um, I'm, my guess is that Sherry has injured her hips um, after a night of passion with Martin. Um, and, so she, and so she couldn't get up the hill. She couldn't get up the hill. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's what I'm going to go with. Um, but yeah, so they're now, this is where the great kind of tension of this episode comes from, where they don't know if Beth and, and Laura want to sleep with them or they want to stay in the room with each other. Um, and they're trying to figure out a way of doing this. And it's like, you know, there was that line about sleeping like a baby. It's just the two of them sleeping like babies in one room, the two of right. us in another crying yes. like babies. Um, that is just amazing. That's so, so good. Um, Niles' idea for the luggage. Genius. Yeah. It's actually really clever. It's isn't it? so, it's really, so good. Really clever idea. And, I mean, it's, they are overthinking it because reality is you just see where the night takes you, basically, won't you? You, you know, flirt a little, just see where you end up and in, inevitably you just let the women take the lead and they say, do you want to go to bed? Then, then, you know exactly. you're it's so much more fun to have just played the spontaneous car. They're sipping wine. <laughs> One of them says, I'm tired. You go, okay, then they'll, they'll go to the bedroom and if they look back or they do something or they suggest yeah. you follow, then great. And there's also they don't. comedic gold because you can wait for them to walk off. You're stuck with the other two and you just look and go, should I follow? And they will laugh. It's a great moment. Yeah, Six. exactly. Room for comedy. That's a great one. Comedy with a capital C. Sex and comedy. That's all people are looking for. It is, life. man. Everything is sex and comedy. <laughs> um, let that be a lesson to all of you. Um just some of Niles' lines about that unpacking, like, think how much more we'll enjoy it if we get our unpacking done first. <laughs> then later on, like, you two must be relaxed. What with all that unpacking still left to do? <laughs> just, they're probably my two favourite lines from this episode. Oh, honestly, Niles has got so many great lines. <laughs> oh, um, my God, man. What, so we, we we touched on it in the trivia. What do you think? Obviously, they, they go to the window. Look oh, at the and yeah. What are you going to ask for? You know, the two guys put their arms around the two girls. Classic. Nice yeah. And then, um, I think, is it Laura? Who um, may not be Laura. I think it's Beth. Yeah. Puts her arm, not even around, it's around the shoulder, as though she's going in for like a team huddle before yeah. a football match. Yeah. <laughs> what do you make of that, Will? I understand that this is has been thrown into the mix to to muddy the waters about this episodes and their intentions but i don't think this is th something people do and in that context i don't think it's something people would do i think it's like right here we are as our two little couples having a private moment with with each other there's no need to make it communal it's a bit weird um yeah just 
Is that in itself that you the fact even if they didn't, right? Even if the two girls just like, yeah, put their arms around Frazier, put their arm around Niles. That does not resolve that issue. There's a bit no. of a slight, I'm just going to put out, slight difference between putting your arm around someone and going to bed with them. Yeah, very, no, very just, true. Just yeah. A little, little bit of difference. Uh, Fraser and I are seeming to think, oh, this is consent. You know, <laughs> if she puts her arm around me, then I'm good to go later. Um, or maybe they're thinking, all four of them, some kind That's, of menage a clutch. I'm going to be honest, that was my, my first thought. Is that, is that what they're trying to get at? Like, is that what the title means? Four <laughs> for the year! <laughs> oh, four for the yee-haw would have been such a better title. <laughs> but yeah, it's such an awkward scene. Um, you know, listeners, what do you make of that? Let us know. Um, Daphne, back at Elliot Bay, um, has the flu because she didn't get a jab though looks remarkably good under that towel because obviously she's still got makeup on and she's still jane leaves um (laughs) so she kind of she's meant to come up looking disgusting and she still looks extraordinarily attractive so um but yeah my what's his name martin what's his name what's his name what's his name sorry john um he you know pledges to make it up to a reading from the rose of the rapier um i just love how a brief military reference Gets Martin's approval. Was like, what if the the counts, the Duke's men saw you? Huh, this isn't bad. Uh, and like, that's all it takes. Like, just a quick mention of military, and he thinks he's reading some kind of you know sharp novel. He's, he's loving um, it. He is. And then we get you know quick quivering alabaster mounds um, to describe someone's breasts, which I think is absolutely appalling in every <laughs> possible way. Um, not to sound like um, Doctor Campbell there. From um, a little Thanksgiving, appalling in every possible way. Love Martin so much in this scene. His embarrassment, it's his initial enjoyment thing. Yeah, that he loves. Oh, you know, someone's coming. This is um, a bit of an action scene. This is like Jack Reacher. I'm loving it. <laughs> um, and just even the way that you know he, he sort of you know wiping sweat off him. He, he's coughing as he says the word bosom. Um, it's. Oh, it's just so enjoyable to watch. Mm. It's hilarious. Daphne knows her spicy scenes and she wants them. You know, she knows when Martin's skipping. She wants it. Yeah. And that's fine. You um, skipped a section. Go back. Skipped a section. Go back. Um, <laughs> I put here now, uh, God, they look cozy and relaxed. I can only assume this means when we cut back to the cabin, the four of them are kind of lounging about. By the know, fire, I think. Good fire, they're sipping their wine. For some reason, Niles is sitting on the floor, which makes no <laughs> sense. It's like stone and wood, like just sit on the sofa. Um, maybe this is just like a camera thing, so that like it's probably just position, isn't it? It's probably the, the necessary way of, of filming this scene. Um, you two must be relaxing there so calmly whilst I saw that unpacking to do. Um, but yeah, just so good. And like, you know. There's that line from from Laura when she says, "I didn't think we'd need too many clothes." This so way you get in Fraser's eyes. Honestly, this dude is is starving. My boy is starving. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> but oh god, just a very very cozy cozy vibe, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's really cozy. It's it's and it's fun to like. Clearly, the girls are having a bit of fun with them at this stage. I think. Yeah. Um, and it's just fun to watch. Um, Fraser, who is oh god, his eyes like you just you see it in your sleep, don't you? Just <laughs> his face. Um, um, yeah, yeah. It's as I say, it's really cozy. It's a really nice, and it's. I think when you picture going away to like a chalet or to a little cabin for a weekend, this is probably what you picture. Yeah, 
you know, sitting in front of a big roaring fire, um, glass of wine, all cosy, all sweet and tuck it in. It's all nice. Um, oh, yeah. And then, and then, of course, we get the brilliant bit of, you know, like, why can't you just give us a clear signal? Are you coming to bed, Niles? Niles, are you going? Um, so because these women, these infernal riddles. Um, so it's just, yeah, the beautiful irony of the line, Niles, are you coming? Because it's by the end of this episode that something neither of them will be doing. <laughs> Is that too inappropriate? No, keep it, Niles ruining it all by calling Maris now. You just yeah. want to reach into the screen. Oh, mate, just, you know. Honestly, Just go with it, mate. Don't. Oh, no. what the hell is he doing? Um, why does he knock on Fraser's door? This is a problem for him to solve. <laughs> like, let Fraser ha- have fun. Let him get his rack man and offs. You know, yeah. like this. Fra- honestly, Fraser's face on, on, on the three times he comes to the door. Yeah, like one of my favorite ever Kelsey facial expressions. That like smile. He's like, he's like, he's, he looks so bewildered. And he's like, well then, off you go. Like, just amazing. Um, it's like, and- he, it's like Niles doesn't know what to do when he's like going to the door. Like, yes, I've got approval. Honestly, okay, then. okay. Go. off you go. It's just so annoying because he's literally letting Marius ruin it. And you know, your ex-wife is ruining my sex life. Um, it's just, you know, I, it's so frustrating, but ultimately, you know, that's Nars for you. Um, gotta be honest, Frasier's speech at the end, um, extraordinarily gross uh, and objectifying and really heart- horrible. And I'm glad that he doesn't get to sleep with Laura at the end of yeah, this. Week. I'm glad Laura and Beth basically walk out on them because yeah. um, I mean, it's sad for Niles. Niles isn't really doing anything. Yeah, but Niles has caused this whole mess. He has, he has, but Niles can probably go in and apologise to Beth, maybe. But Frasier, there's no coming back from that. No, and if you're, to be honest, if you're Law and Beth, I think you're happy that it's panned out the way it is because you see Frasier a little bit for what he is in this episode, which is he just wants to get his right man off. Like, that's, he doesn't care about Laura, he doesn't care about Beth. This is purely just a passion thing for him. Mm. Um. Which is a shame because I actually really like Laura and Beth's characters. Yeah, I and loved, I think they do really well. I'd have lo- I think was it did you say Megan? Is it Mullally? Yeah, Mullally and Lisa Dart. I think plays Laura. I think they both do a fantastic job. I'd have really have liked to have seen them actually as recurring characters. Yeah, and me. Um, and it would have been an interesting dynamic to see Fraser and Niles dating sort of two best friends at the same time, and mm. I feel it could have given quite a lot of comedic possibilities. It could have worked out really interesting um but no fair play to um laura and beth like they're absolutely right to slam the doors and get away from that cabin as soon as possible yeah i mean like yeah i think you're so right i think they're both a really good match as well particularly laura for frazier like even in like appearance and the way they speak like there's there's a real kind of the casting was really well done in this episode, and probably why it's so good whilst you know You'd probably say that Frasier and Niles are certainly more book smart, but Laura and Beth definitely hold their own in the conversations with them. They're Big witty, time, they're sharp yeah. with them. Um, even they're when intelligent you know, women, yeah, they are. They're clearly intelligent, and like when they're going on about, you know, I think the very first thing I think Laura says once he sat down, he's going up tiles. It's like, oh, whose little boy are you? Like she's, you know, it's not like oh, he's Frasier Craig. She's not like in awe of him or anything. She's 
does a bit of repartee. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I really like that. So it's a shame we don't see more of Laura and Beth, to be honest. I really like them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, couldn't agree more, really. I think they're the two that kind of make this episode. Them and, and the fact that it's a cabin is why I like it a lot. The post cred scene is them sleeping on the sofa. Obviously, we have Niles getting thrown out into the snow, I should say, because the, the phone rings again. Um, Frazier's sleeping on the sofa, and Niles is on the floor again, inexplicably. Like, is it, he doesn't sit on any of the furniture in the cabin for the entirety of this episode. What's that about? Um, I, I imagine he just wasn't able to brush it down and wipe it all down. So he maybe because he's floor. literally on like a slate slab in front of the fire, which isn't even lit. Um, so I just. Yeah, what the hell? And for Frazier, obviously, smacks him over the head of the pillow. But um, a good ep. And on that note, is this in your top 10, Key? Um, it's a really good app. Um, really enjoy it. I think Lisa Dar and Megan Mullerly both do a fantastic job. Um, love the comedic interplay between Niles and <coughs> Frazier. Ooh. I, the only thing I would say, that I, just, I don't like Frazier's attitude. Partic- I don't like how yeah. sexed up he is. Yeah. Um, and I think particularly his little speech at the end where he, you know, it's just sex. He, he doesn't care about them at all. Um, probably, I don't know, dampens the episode a little bit for me. And it, you know, Frazier goes on all the time, but like, you know, he's particularly the early series about his ethics and all that. Whereas this is getting to about, know someone before you. Yeah. yeah whereas this, he's it. literally just effectively using them. So, um, yeah, it, it, that takes probably the shine up a little bit, particularly given that I like Laura and Beth and would have liked to have seen them possibly as an ongoing thing. Mm. Um, so for that reason, it probably just not quite top 10, but it's a really, really strong episode. Very funny. Big fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, completely agree. Frazier's attitude does rob from this a little bit. You're smiling, Kay. I think this is in your top 10. Key. It's not in my oh! top 10. However, it is definitely top 20 material you know yeah. i only reserve this kind of comment for a few select depths i said it with breaking oh, the ice presumably only for 10 episodes in addition to your top 10 there you go <laughs> <laughs> um but uh, i don't actually have a top 20 um but we know breaking the ice would be in it this definitely in it as well um i really really like this episode uh who have you gone for actor pick key it's so tough i um to be honest if given the opportunity um i think Beth would have been in the mix if she was a recurring character. Well, think... you know, pe- people have said on Listener Mail we should do away with a role, but, you know, do you, do you go with what you want to oh, go with there? Well, I, I don't like changing the roles halfway through. We should do thing. a, like you said, best one-off characters um, yeah. episode. That will be like, when we, when we finish the series, we'll probably have a few ideas for some fodder episodes, won't we? So, yeah, and yeah. I think Beth would definitely be mentioned. I really like her in this episode. And then it's so hard to pick between Niles and Frazier because both of them have their brilliant moments. Like Niles with his um, the unpacking, the suitcases, his oh, toast that goes nowhere. I, as much as you know, you say it's a tautology. The Sub Zero freezer line is, I think, so well delivered. It's so funny. Yeah, making something so banal sexualized is funny. Yeah. You know? and I love the little interplay with him and Beth and. Particularly that probably the, the the comparison between him and Beth and Laura and Frasier in the sense that in that relationship Frasier is the one who's being overtly sexual, very flirtatious. Whereas in his relationship, it's Beth doing that to him. Very true. Um, and I really love those sort of parallels between the two relationships. Um, with Frasier, I just love his face when Miles keeps interrupting him and and ruining his 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 moment. 
Um, but I would say because I don't particularly like Frazier's attitude at the end, I'm going to give it to Niles. Mm. Some very, very good points raised there, Key. And I agree with you about Frazier ultimately in this episode, but I have gone with Frazier. I thought you'd go with Frazier. If you're making that purely, really off the back of the door when Niles is knocking on the door, him arriving, his face, his shirt, in various stages of undress. He gets more and more undressed each time until eventually he's just in his briefs. Um, I think there's some really, really top Frasier stuff going on in this episode. So I've gone with him, but it could have been Niles as well. I love the fact that you've just been going, yeah, he's just in his underwear. And I think that is some really tough stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It's the physical comedy, man. It's just, you know, whenever Kelsey turns on the physical charm, it's normally pretty good. Um, Kenby Burling here, our man on the ground. What is his trick for finding out whether a woman is spending the night with him? Niles puts the luggage in, in separate rooms. What does Kennedy Burling do? I think he just says his name. <laughs> Kennedy Burling. They just they just pass straight by him. They just go straight into the room. He doesn't. He just holds the door and he goes Kennedy, <laughs> and that's it. No further explanations needed. All that remains, Keith, is to play who's crying is it anyway? And your word for this week is tortured, tortured, tortured. Um, first thought is that it's got to be Fraser or Niles. Um. You don't remember that torture scene in the Rose of the Arabia? <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually think I may know the line, possibly. Really? I think, is it when Frazier mm. says that Maris is an anchor mm. and he says that is the most like tortured metaphor you've ever come up with? Maris, an anchor. I think it's, I think it's Niles and I think that's the line. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely smart. <laughs> Absolutely smart. Oh, well played. Oh, surely that's the most tortured metaphor you've ever come up with. Maris and Anchor. Um, well played, Key. Top, top notch there. Shall we jump over to listen now this week? Yes, mate. Let's do it. Raz, who's our next caller? Okay. Thank you for writing in this week, everyone. Great to hear from you all. Um, we haven't got too many, so we'll be able to get to all of these. Queen Shortcoming says, oddly enough, the first B-Day I ever encountered was in the house my family lived in from 2006 to 2008 in Workington, England. Best part of Four for the Seesaw, the way the doctor at the beginning, when describing the flu strain, pronounces Guad- Guatemalan, Marta would be devastated. There you go. It was Queen Shortcoming. Um, that was reminding me of that awful pronunciation. There we go. And next up, we've got Hammy, who says, ah, yes, the bidet. Um, (laughs) Have I got a story for you, fine chaps, regarding one of these? It involves alcohol, my workmate at the time, and a whole lot of confusion. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Let's take you back to around 2002. (laughs) I was at my workmate's place for a party, and he was... I don't know what accent I do Hammy in. It's not not New Zealand, um, I, no, like, I want to keep doing it. Keep doing. I was at my workmate's place for a party, and he was well off in the finance department, shall we say? Uh, and wow. had a massive pool. House. Sounds like a key. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I assure you, I did not have a massive pool house. Um, in that pool house was the party where we all got a little too influenced by top shelf liquor. Um, next thing you know, a fellow party goer needs to use the toilet, but it's occupied. So he found the bidet. Oh, no. Uh, next thing we know, he came back to the p- party yelling, mate, you're so rich, you don't even have a proper urinal. But um, Sorry, mate, you're so rich, you even have a proper urinal, but the flush doesn't work. Oh, my God. I'll never forget that, Dad. Thank God it was just a number one that he went for in the B-Day because you're in a lot more trouble if you uh, drop a deuce in one. I, I, mean. I knew, like, an Italian family who had a B-Day and... Don't tell me someone dropped a deuce in kids, one. And the kids would just use it, in effect, as a, a urinal. Oh, no. 
Yeah, that's, that's not good. It's not good. It's just there to freshen yourself, isn't it? That's what the B day exists. I'm going to be honest. I just say, I'm like, yeah, that's a thing. And I just but avoid like, it altogether. The thing, the thing that gets me, I've never used one, but the thing is, once you've used it, it, presumably there's no towel in the bathroom specifically for that job. So you're not going to freaking use the hand towel. So that, what's the point? I mean, Can if you, you imagine? If, you, if you're making yourself kind of really soaking down there, you need a towel. I just think they're kind of impractical as well as obviously they have a good use but i mean oh, just um yeah just when you're sat on the sofa after, are you dripping are you um oh no. dump actually what's going on i've been using the bidet <laughs> um sydney ass basket writes gents great episode i have to admit to being jealous of all the new listeners currently binge listening to this podcast i remember when will first reached out to me the pod was already running a few weeks and i had to catch up so i know how they feel over recent weeks i've had contact with eric lutz who played tom duran in the matchmaker which made me go back and re-listen to the episode you made for that one it was brilliant i have to say though i miss the sound bites will occasionally insert it into the podcast yeah i, I used to like doing that a lot um and I, all i can say is it's just quite time consuming um unfortunately because i have to like go into an archive, find the audio of the episode, download the audio, put it into Audacity, find the clip, rip the clip, um, and post it in. And sometimes it goes wrong. Um, I hope people don't mind that they are currently on hiatus um, because it is, yeah, it's quite time consuming. Um, but I, I do enjoy those. With reference to Three Days in the Condo, you discuss Moose and Enzo's trainer, and I couldn't remember her, and couldn't remember her name. It said I'd know. Well, I'll tell you, it's Matilda Takagni. I've actually spoken to her around 18 months ago. And she was going to do an interview, but she's a very quiet and shy person and sadly withdrew. She explained she's happy to out the spotlight and behind the scenes. She was, of course, mentioned in the episode Out with Dad when Frasier is discussing Renata to Baldi and says, Matilda de Cagney is a soprano, I believe. I'd have to rewatch to remember the exact line. Anyway, I've name dropped enough here. I must go skiing with Fraser soon and see if I meet a gentleman named Puff Daddy. Cheery bye, Sydney. Excellent. Um, next up, we've got Mischief Knight who says, Lads, my reward was reaped by listening to that episode. Let me hey. tell you. Uh, also, I am a listener who, like you, um, likes you, Fraser, and The Simpsons. So if you ever do a spin off showcase podcast, to quote Fraser in High Holidays, I'm in. Oh, and we've already got our quiz master. There we go. <laughs> um, I have watched Only Murders in the Building. In terms of the murder mystery itself, I think it's pretty average. It's good, but nothing as shockingly revealing, uh, in my opinion, as, say, Mayor of Easttown. Uh, but the comedy is what makes it. Martin Short stealing the show quite frequently. Uh, but the fact that it riffs off of Serial for inspiration is really cool. Also recommend. Um, yeah, I completely agree with that. If, you're, if you want a, like, a proper murder mystery... Uh, murders in the building there's better out there but it is very good as like a comedy um sort of murder mystery and i've not seen a, like this is an early recommendation because i've not seen it all all yet and i think all the episodes aren't even out yet mm-hmm. um but i know i think apple have just released one called the after party which is again like another comedy murder mystery um that features <laughs> i think um I think Dave Franco is in it and I, there's a few other people who you name me probably recognize but I can't remember their names um, so I'm sure you know that might be very well worth a watch. I watched the first episode and it was it was pretty good. Mm, uh, back to go. MK now. Um, in <laughs> something of the same breath, a new show just dropped on Netflix called Murderville. Uh, that's a comedy. It stars Will Arnett, who along with the rest of the cast have a script that they follow outlaying a murder. Then each episode, a guest star joins the story and is not given a script. They have to uh, solve the crime slash trudge through the rest of the episode together. I watched the first one with Conan O'Brien and it was fantastic. Um, I've also seen the first episode of that and I, I completely agree with MK. It was a, it's a decent episode. Um, 
I think it's. I think there was a. Yeah, show I've heard. I've heard some mixed things, really. Yeah, I can see why. Like, there's bits of it. You're like, it'd be interesting. I'd really like to see it with some because obviously Conan O'Brien is hilariously funny. I think he's a fantastic writer, hmm. but in terms of an actor slash performer, you're not really it, that hot on him. Well, he. I, I don't think he was like excellent. Well, but that's me holding him up to the standards of Conan O'Brien, the writer, knowing that. He was so largely responsible for like, the golden years of The Simpsons and so many of the you know great comedy. Um, but I think it'd be interesting to see that with someone who I imagine is a very good... I'd like to see it, say, with someone like Kevin Hart or someone like that, who I imagine could do quite a lot of on-the-fly improv and, and make it really strong. And I think mm. this quality of the series will probably vary quite a lot, depending on the guest star that they have. Uh, but it's definitely got potential, and I would I would say it's worth a, worth a go. Um, Good stuff. Next up again, MK, who says, um, Trivium from bits of four for the seesaw. Uh, though not, I think, the first time Fraser has said, off you go! Uh, it's my humble opinion that this is when Kelsey realised how much those three words can be something of a catchphrase that he uses with such affectation throughout the remainder of the series. Mm, lovely stuff. Very true. I, he does. He does say this quite a bit. I think. Um, Argle Goggle Google Goop says, "Hey, Will and Key. As always, this episode was a joy to listen to. I've never heard fuss budget used outside of Frasier, but in terms of whether it's used in the UK, I recall Daphne offering it as a suggestion when Frasier asked for a list of flaws in the next season's desperately seeking closure. Though that might not mean anything if her infamous use of mistake my Fanny is anything to go by. Um, obviously, we know." Fanny has a very different meaning in the UK to to its American usage um, and certainly would not be used colloquially. Regarding Martin's girlfriends, well, who could forget Bonnie, who bought the ham loaf? It came up almost daily, according to Niles. I believe Martin broke up with her because her dog humped poor Eddie and Bonnie thought it was funny. Honestly, that episode has one of my favourite ever lines when... Uh, I think it's uh, dad, basically, because obviously, uh, dad, Martin, because <laughs> <laughs> dad. <laughs> dad's in the quote, but um, obviously, Martin is there because he fancies Bonnie, but because they're trying to set Martin up with Roz's mom, they have to pretend <laughs> Niles is, is going out with Bonnie, and like he sees Martin talking to her, and he goes, Dad, you better not be getting fresh with Roz's girl there. <laughs> Absolutely. One of my favourite lines. Oh, my God. Um, I was also thinking that another possible tangent that the writers could have explored for this episode was for Sherry to have an unpleasant encounter with Ms. Langer. Maybe a no-no slip for playing her banjo too loudly, though the fluffy double entendre would be hard to beat. I mean, it sounds like there's a double entendre wrapped up in there as well. Um, would definitely encourage you to watch The Golden Girls. Agree with Key that the pilot episode wasn't particularly good, but it did get consistently better. And Betty White and her co-stars always deliver thanks again guys have you watched any more key uh not yet no, no but i will definitely endeavor to, to watch a few more episodes and then see how it goes godspeed uh next up i think we've got scary tasty cow juice <laughs> why are you you know the way you said that we've got scary tasty cow juice <laughs> my name i love it um good day from australia it's february 3rd and i've just got to the episode on the matchmaker and I can't believe you two ludicrous pop and jays didn't, both didn't have that episode in your top 10. It's easily top three for me. Mm. Um, anyway, I absolutely love your show and I'm intrigued to see how long it takes me to get to the episode that this comment is featured on. Much love, Matt. Phil Pattinson. 
The same choice. The same choice. Love that. Uh, Reclia says, I also thought Ronnie and Martin had no chemistry together. I think maybe that was something I uh, I talked about in a previous set. Four for the seesaw. The main plot didn't interest me all that much. Schnarz continuously bothering Frasier and using his phone made me want to snap the bloody thing in two. I much prefer the opening scene where Frasier becomes increasingly nervous about the shot before screaming at the end of the scene. I got a good laugh at Martin's increasing discomfort from reading that saucy novel. Thank you, Reclia. Um, and last but no means least, I think we've got Chromium Sapling. Mm-hmm. Why do I always sound like a radio <laughs> DJ? Either way, you give such a lovely oomph to these usernames because that's a really, I love that username. Um, not sure if I'm commenting too late here, but a great episode. I've never seen a bidet in my life. Um, native Washington, Washingtonian here, um, who has not had the opportunity to travel much. Wishing you all the best, Thomas. I, I can't help but read. I've never seen a bidet in my life. It's the same as Martha Paxson. I've never seen this <laughs> painting in my life. I've recently, I mean, obviously, I've told you, Charles and I are kind of rewatching it, you know, because she's never seen like, most of it. And we watched The Crucible um, last time she was here, and we'll probably watch some more today. So, um, yeah, she's enjoying the the education she's getting from uh, from Fraser. I love the fact her family are like, oh, so what do you all do to go? So, well, we just watch Fraser. To be fair, be her mom likes Fraser, so it's all uh, it's all good. Um, yeah, so next week we'll be back with... Oh, do you know what the next episode is, Kay? I want to say, is it To Kill a Talking Bird? Yes, it is. It's To Kill a Talking Bird. Um, I think this is a very a very good disc. Um, actually, hang on, let me just... One, two, three, four, five. I mean, yeah, this is an amazing disc because this has also got a certain episode on from this season, which is a fan favourite. Um, but yeah, Four for the Seesaw and To Kill a Talking Bird. What a one-two punch of episodes. Um, probably... Two, probably one of the strongest back-to-back weeks I think we'll, we'll ever have had. Yeah. Um, I think um, it's probably up there with like end of season one, maybe where yeah, that was a really strong that run finish. of four unreal eps. Yeah, um, so so good. So really, really looking forward to that. And also, you know, we're on to the third disc of the season now, so that means we're getting closer and closer to that live episode, which we're craving um, ever since that last one. And people have said, you know, there'll be more. We want to, you know, coming along. Just desperate to get to that, you know. Um, just to give you a few stat updates from the podcast, because we had a big um, kind of influx of people from a, I think it was my, not my fair Frasier, but there's a Frasier Instagram account. I can't remember its name, but they were very generous in sharing. Um, thanks to Steve, this is Steve kind of free promo, kind of got us promoted on there because he just said, oh yeah, do you know, do you know this podcast? You might want to share it. Um, so generous. But we're up 72% downloads from the la- from the previous two weeks. So, oh, so what what the downloads are? What are they? Um, we are well, on Monday. Um, well, like last Monday, we had nearly a thousand downloads in that one day. Wow. Um, and we're averaging basically over 350, 400 every day. Um, wow. so how many listeners did you say I've actually got? Because I've got no idea. So. It's really hard to say. So here are the kind of general stats. We've had four thousand in the last week downloads. Okay. Okay. Um, in the last month, we've had thirteen thousand downloads. Um. Okay. That's quite a lot. You know, that's pretty high for a month. Um, mm. So I reckon, looking at Liar Liar, in its first week, Liar Liar had 1,100 listeners. So mm. that's 1,100 people, presumably, that are up to date. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of people that are just on season one still. So I don't know. If I was to guess, I'd say maybe about 1,500, maybe oh. just over, we have listeners. Um, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty- pretty good going um i'm just grateful anyone gets past those opening episodes and keeps going because <laughs> we really hit our stride i think after about 10 or so eps but i mean that's yeah. every podcast isn't it so um but other than that i've been will i've been k
And thank you very much for listening to We're Listening. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling. Tossed salads and scrambled eggs. Oh, my. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe. But I got you pegs. But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs.